Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Stars could shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see It's time to express yourself, where teens talk and the world listens. Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. In the end, we will only regret the chances we didn't take. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Asia Gonzalez and today the theme for our show is sports. And I'm Brigitte Gia. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity, a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. In this segment, our veteran reporter Alex Palakos will be, will be bringing us his health wrap. Take it away, Alex. Hi, uh, this is Alex Palakos, and this is the health wrap. Tonight's radio show is devoted to the gift of sports. With that in mind, the health wrap is going to take a look at something that is really useful that comes from the world of sports. In particular, the gift of interesting and rewarding careers in sports medicine. Many of you listeners in high school are probably planning for college. You're also wondering what you know what you want to do in life. What should you major in while in college? What can you do for a living when you graduate? Well, sports medicines offer a variety of interesting careers. Nowadays, the term sports medicine refers to helping people improve their athletic performance or recover from injury and prevent future injuries. Sports medicine is the field of medicine concerned with injuries sustained in doing any kind of athletic activity. It also includes the prevention, diagnosis, and treatment of these injuries. It is a fast-growing healthcare field because health workers who specialize in sports medicine help many regular people as well as athletes. Professionals who work in the area of sports medicine work with a wide variety of people. For example, they treat people who participate in sports just for fun or who want to get better results from their exercise program. They also treat patients who suffered injuries and want to regain full function and people who have disabilities and want to increase their mobility and capabilities. In the past, when people talked about sports medicine, they were really talking about a team doctor who worked mostly with college, professional, and Olympic athletes. Today, however, sports medicine represents many disciplines and offers many different careers, including, for example, athletic trainer, exercise physiolo- physiologist, dietitian and nutritionist, physical therapist, and occupational therapist. Two of the most fast and growing careers of those are the physical therapist and the occupational therapist. Imagine if an accident 
injury, disease, or condition made it difficult for you to participate in your daily activities. Both occupational and physical therapists help you to be able to do the things you need to do in life. Even simple things such as driving, visiting friends, going to church, or really anything that is part of your daily quality of life. A physical therapist helps people recover from injuries or diseases of the muscles, joints, nerves, or bones. An occupational therapist works more with fine motor skills, uh, like writing, for example, or buttoning a short or buttoning a shirt, and dexterity. Most physical and occupational therapy schools require two to three years after a four-year undergraduate degree. Following a formal training, one must pass a national examination to become a licensed physical or occupational therapist. Most employment opportunities are in hospitals and clinics. If you decide you might have an interest in any aspect of sports medicine, your career path will depend on your interests, your educational goals, and the environment where you want to work. Many careers in this field require degrees and certification can improve your chances of landing a great job. An interesting and rewarding career is definitely a great gift of sports. Wow, that's... Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> go ahead. That's pretty go ahead. cool. Oh, no, I was just saying that's pretty interesting because, you know, I had, a, I had a couple friends saying they wanted to get into sports medicine. And I thought, you know, mm-hmm. I don't even know what goes on in that kind of field of, uh, of a career. So it's really interesting to hear all the stuff that you just pointed out. Yeah. And like um, I before before maybe like the last year of middle school or when I was entering high school, I had no idea that sports me- medicine was so huge. And then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Alex, you talked about how, you know, it's becoming bigger and the field is, you know, definitely opening up to more people. And that's really interesting because I find that it has, um, it's opened up in correlation with, like, more people taking the sports med course at my high school. And I found that to be really interesting. Uh, Alex, you also mentioned kind of like the nutritionist or dietitian aspect of, like, sports med. Uh, Do you think you could tell us a bit more about being a nutritionist or a dietitian? Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, a nutritionist or dietitian learns all about how foods are digested and metabolized in our body. Mm-hmm. They can help devise the best diets for athletes to maximize performance. But of course, uh, nutritionists are not just helping athletes. They also learn all about different diets in order to prevent disease and improve health. Mm-hmm. They help formulate diets for sick people as well as for the elderly. To become a registered dietitian, you must complete an undergraduate degree in dietetics, complete a nine-month American Dietetics Association approved internship, and pass the ADA certification examination. Mm-hmm. Dietitians can be employed in a variety of settings, including hospitals, clinics, school systems, and public health facilities. Hmm. Oh, wow. Interesting. Huge. So. Yeah, it is a huge field. I've, uh, I think my mom actually, when she was younger, she worked with the dietitians at a hospital across the street from her own house, which oh, is, wow. which was really cool to to hear what they did. You know, you know, they really got into detail about you know what patients would be eating throughout their day. You know, what would be healthy for them, um, uh, pertaining to what they were recovering from. It's pretty interesting to hear about what people do in there. So, why are careers in occupational therapy and physical therapy so popular now? Actually, well, there are a ton of different reasons. One reason, and it's a pretty good reason, is that the career pays very well. 
the average salary for an occupational or physical therapist is about $80,000 a year. Also, people who work as therapists say that is a very rewarding profession. The work is also very interesting, and there is a lot of one-on-one patient interaction that many people find satisfying. In fact, both careers are ranked very high in overall job satisfaction. It's also an exciting time to be an occupational therapist or physical therapist, especially because the job market looks promising. The need for both type of therapists is expected to increase as baby boomers age. With an aging population, the demand for physical therapy and occupational therapy generally increases. The Bureau of Labor Statistics projects occupational therapist employment growth of 27% between 2014 and 2024 and physical therapist growth of over 30% during the same time. All in all, these are two really good careers that are definitely you know, worth taking a look into. Yeah, definitely. And it seems like a pretty good, you know, kind of um, fallback, I guess. Like if you were looking to get into something uh, that allowed you to be involved in sports, like let's say you really had a sport that you thought you were really good at, you know, let's say you couldn't um, get into the sport because you had some sort of like uh, restriction, you know, from like an issue with your body or something like that, you know, you had some sort of like disability or you injured yourself, like it's a pretty good uh, career to be able to fall back or, you know, on. it just seems yeah. like a more obtainable goal than it professional does. athlete. You know, at some point, you you know, you find out that there's not very maybe many you're slots. Not. Or, yeah, you maybe know, you're not as e- good. Even if you're super athletic, there's just, yeah. you know, there's it's such a limited field. It's, you could be, yeah. you know, you could probably be the fastest of all your friends, the strongest, and it still might just not be enough. Yeah, there are only so many feats at the Olympics, you know? Yeah, <laughs> there so are. Feats, yeah. And, oh, I... It's funny because I I, um, I read a lot of like sports comics that are, like mm-hmm. Japanese anime manga. They have like there's been a recent boom in like sports comics, and um, the fan community likes to take the characters from those sports comics and then like predict their future or make like more media based on what they'll turn out as after the comic. And so you have a lot of these sports characters. And the realization that, hey, they're not going to be able to beat out everybody else and become physically capable enough to make it to, like, a national or international level on, like, the sports, like, playing the sports. And then a lot of the fans have them go to becoming a physical therapist and thus being, like, become involved in the sport without actually, like, playing the sport, but still yeah. being involved in the sport that they love. And I think I think that's great, especially for, you know, aspiring athletes who really, like, it's it's hard for you to make it out, out there it as is. an athlete. Yeah, but it is then, hard. you know, this, this stable job field is there for you if you're, you know, if you injure yourself or you're not as physically capable. Mm-hmm. And I... I just think that's great. You know, you still do what you love and you still, you know, support yourself doing it. Yeah, definitely. So, Alex, did you play any sports that you felt like you were really good at or any sport that you felt that you were really, really bad at? <laughs> um, no, I'd say it's pretty, you know, right down the middle of most of the sports I played. Mm. I, you know, I like basketball in middle school. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like we all played that it. one sport. We were like, oh, probably shouldn't play that anymore. Or you had that one sport. So I was like, oh, I know. I'm really good at this. I should keep going with it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, man, I, I, basketball, yeah, it's interesting that you... Oh, my uh, gosh. Basketball, yeah. <laughs> I feel like 
I feel like all of us have a stint with one of the balls. So it, I think it's mostly yeah. like, you know, basketball and soccer, I think. And then, you know, for those sports specifically, you've got to be like really tall or yeah. you know, really fast. And you do get injured a lot in basketball. You do. So. That's one of the reasons why I didn't really play, I guess. But it was, yeah, it was crazy. But thank you so much, Alex, for this awesome discussion about health and sports. Thanks for all the info that you give us. I learned a lot more about sports uh, medicine than I ever actually knew, which is really interesting i might take a look into it so during the break everyone be sure to check out our brand new radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com for photos descriptions links and more also please visit our charity site at btsya.org and watch our fun and informative videos at youtube.com slash be the star you are stay right here with us as we continue our conversation on the gift of sports You're listening to Voice America Kids. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Looking for a show about your favorite movies, stars, and DVD releases? Get ready for Kids First Coming Attractions on Voice America Kids Channel. Your hosts, the Kids First film critics, preview all the latest movies before they're released interview stars on the red carpet and share their reviews with you so you can make informed decisions about what you select to see. Our reporters ages 7 to 16 will bring you a kid's perspective on these films. Kids First Coming Attractions is heard every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Kids. We didn't invent Kid Talk, we perfected it and at a very young age. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back to our uplifting and inspiring program, I'm Brigitte Gia, and you are listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network, brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity. And I'm Asia Gonzalez, and this segment co-host Brigitte is bringing you another installment of Art Attack. Hello, Brigitte. Hello. Hey, guys. <laughs> it's Brigitte, of course. And today we'll be relating the subject of sports and art. So most people regard these two subjects as kind of polar opposites, and it's really, it is kind of hard to see, you know, where exactly they actually intersect. So a lot of the general populace thinks that sport and art are kind of like two parallel lines. You know, they're working with the same intensity and the same passion, but they're never really able to meet at a single point. Uh, you have kind of the sports fan or the stereotype of the sports fan, you know, very rowdy, you know, cheering, 
uh, cheering at all of their games or cheering for all of their favorite players. And then you have the stereotypical like art art sophisticated person who's very involved in watching and like looking at all of these artworks through you know quiet galleries with like piano music playing in the background or I think that's like the two stereotypes and yeah. most people you know they don't really find a similarity between the two really though art is kind of defined mm-hmm. as you know anything that conveys a message or appeals to the human eye and from this I found a variety of just similarities between the two that actually really fascinate me and are pretty interesting. So firstly, the human body is kind of the subject or what has been the subject of artworks from the beginning of time. And the beauty of the human body, you know, is really exemplified in sports. And there really isn't anywhere else where you'll see such an intense focus on the human body other than in art and in sports. And so sports have actually inspired art throughout the existences of both subjects. Like if you if you take like the earliest cave artist, I think I think the cave art um, like in France, La Croix, I think it's called. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> earliest cave artists they took their inspirations from the hunt, you know, and that's where sports originated from as well, the sport of the hunt, and. You can see, like, even in the early stages, art and sport kind of collided with each other, and they really have more of a similarity than people let on or people realize. Mm -hmm. And, you know, personally, I think uh, there's one example of, like, the greatest cross between sports and art, and it has to be the physical art of dance. And if you think about it, right, the physical intensity of dancing puts it squarely into the sports category. Yeah, and definitely. Yeah you, yeah, you know, they're really flexible and they, mm-hmm. they work for hours. I have a dance friend and she's like, oh, man, you know, I stayed out until 9.30 p.m. just oh dancing. Oh, my gosh. I know, right? I was like, oh, my gosh. How are you? How are you alive? <laughs> and, like, that must be so hard. But, like, dancing also conveys a message to the audience and requires the same kind of precision and skill as, you know, any painting or sculpture or music. So, in that regard, it's also considered an art. So, really, I think that sport and art kind of have the compatibility that people dream of in, like, high school when they're dating. They're they're two perfect matches. And, like, one inspires the other, and together they really are beautiful, as we can see in dance. Mm -hmm. Like, I just... Dancers are really just artists and athletes, and I think that's incredible. And you see all of these dancers, and they're experiencing like the most intense physical pain that you can be in because they're all on their tiptoes or like oh my gosh, like their feet yeah. hurt. Yeah, you know, points like that just yes. that just looks so excruciating. But like they do it with such like detail Grace. and such precision. I know it's beautiful, and they have a smile on their faces. And I don't, if that's not art, I don't think, <laughs> I don't know oh, what no. is. <laughs> Crazy. And like, um, I, I found an article online and mm-hmm. I realized that I'm definitely not the first to see the similarities between sport and art. So in San Francisco, this article said, uh, the Institute for Aesthetics, get it? Aesthetic and <laughs> Athletics combined. I love that title. Um, so this guy, Tom Russotti, I think it's pronounced, he's 32 and he works to kind of show the general public through this institution that sports and art are not like two butting heads, two forever conflicting forces. And the Institute actually believes that sports are inherently artistic and that one subject inspires and influences the other. Uh, What I found interesting about the article, though, is that he talked about how San Francisco is one of the cities that kind of accepts this and like 
there are maybe three distinct places where you'll see um, cities that are widely accepting of um, a different interpretation of art than most people see it. And I think he said that one of them was New York and then was it Chicago? Another city that <laughs> thought art wasn't just put into this little box and could be, yeah. you know, seen in sport. And then San Francisco. And um, I actually, I live close to, I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. So I live close to San Francisco, about 30 minutes away. And I, I don't know, I, it struck me as really incredible that I could just go to the city and then see sport and art being combined through this Institute for Aesthetics. Aesthetics. <laughs> Sorry, I love the title. I kind of love that word. <laughs> oh, man, what a pun. It's great. And, like, I, I just find it so fascinating because I, I do know a lot of dancers, and I do, I do play a sport, and I do really like art. And I think society has put, you know, this has focused on the stereotype of the sports fan or the art intellectual for so long that you know, society can no longer, you know, think of them as being one thing, cannot think of sport and art being yeah, united. I definitely agree with that. Yeah, you know, and I feel it's, that... Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, well, you were saying earlier about how the um, art can be, you know, how the institute that you were talking about before believes that sports are inherently artistic and that one subject inspires and influences the other and one little thought that popped into my mind is that when you're playing a sport if one team member does one thing the, there could be another team member that can either respond with something similar or take from that person and do something else that would help them either win or lose the game oh. and it's kind of like if one team member does something it inspires the other team member to do something else and what came into my mind was this form of art called Zentangle. You're drawing just patterns and um, shapes and designs and one design will spur off into another design which will create another different design and it just builds on top of each other and that's how I kind of compared sports to art is that one action builds off of another during a game or a practice just mm-hmm. like when you're creating art one brush stroke or pen stroke or pencil stroke can create something else entirely. Yeah, definitely. No, that's incredible. Yeah, because I was thinking, yeah, you know, and then also like art history in general where like one movement builds off another. Yeah. Or like one movement is a reaction to another and that's kind of like sports. Yeah, that's kind of like a basketball game where, you know, your teammate goes over there and you're like, oh, I'll pass the buck to him or I'll pass the ball to him. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a great comparison. I think, yeah, I think that's really like relevant and, you know, it's just... Art and sport are actually so similar, but nobody realizes it. And I, I just, I want people to make that correlation, you know? Like, you can be a sports fan, and you can also be, you know, into art. And, oh, I was from the same article as the Icelandic Institution. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> they, had, they had a little blurb about um, the man himself, Tom Rissotti. And mm-hmm. it talked about how he... He was really into sports, you know, he was on the football team and everything, but he was also going to a school that was known for its arts, and okay. so he became, you know, involved in both. Yeah, and he oh, was, cool. was, yeah, yeah, he was, he focused a lot on sports, but then he was also creating, you know, art in the classroom, and so I think he got his inspiration kind of from his experience in that school. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I found that incredible as well. You know, your surroundings can influence one you in one way and then 
um, the outside your surroundings, like your extracurriculars can influence you in another. And then that, you know, pushes you forward as a person and allows you to think in both directions and maybe combine the two as uh, Mr. Rossotti did. And yeah, I, think I definitely agree with that. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> and it's, it's interesting how, you know, we can take art and sports and put them into two completely different categories. Mm-hmm. And like you were talking about earlier, how these people who do dance or even people who do ballet, you know, that is a sport in general and an art, you know, yeah. with people who put strain on their body. And, you know, looking into these articles and looking at these people who actually do dance, you know, there's a couple of pages that I follow on Instagram and Twitter um, <laughs> of people who do dance for a living and do ballet. And it's incredibly crazy to see how far they push their bodies to the limit, how mm-hmm. far they can stretch, how far, you know, how long they can work out, how crazy they can um, manipulate their body to become this just powerful machine that can create dance and art and beautiful photos. It's crazy. I know. And, it's incredible. And I found that I find that so inspiring. You know, I actually thought of um, when I was younger. I really kind of wish I would have gotten into it earlier because, you know, I find I think ballet and dance is something that you have to get in when you're really, really young. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. yeah. Otherwise, you know, your body's just like, nope, not gonna do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, There's so much to learn in dance. <laughs> it is. There hmm. is. And I was thinking, you know, oh, it would have been such a great opportunity to actually go into dance or ballet and. Um, you know, be involved in something like that because that's just, it's just so beautiful and inspiring and the things that people go through and put their bodies through. It's crazy to see what you can make your body do and the goals that you can get it um, to accomplish and just the way you can manipulate its uh, physique. It's crazy. And I think that people who do that are really incredibly talented. Mm -hmm, Definitely. And uh, yeah, I, I remember I started dance. I started ballet when I was, when I was a kid, you know, and you, you imagine yourself as a ballerina or on that stage and I yeah. found some like yeah I found some some recent like uh, or I found some old bios of myself where I wrote in like first grade like, I want to be a ballerina like that's my dream you know <laughs> oh, I did gymnastics for a day I so I count that as my dancing career yeah that's so funny anyways um thank you so much Brigitte unfortunately we're out of time for this segment uh if you guys want to support our show you guys can go to uh, be the star you are and you can give a donation and to the charity that brings you this amazing program and for more info on how to do this you can go to be the star you are.org and follow our blog again that website is be the star you are.org also remember to visit our new radio site at expressyourselfteamradio.com when we come back from break we'll be back with our hosts or us too <laughs> to discuss us. the subject of sports yes us <laughs> Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Show the world your smile. 
If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. On Tuesdays at noon Pacific, teens talk and the world listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio on Voice America Kids. Come play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. Today's topic is sports. I'm Asia Gonzalez. And I'm Brigitte Gia. Today, Asia will be reading The Gift of Sports by uh, Father Patrick McGrath from the book Be the Star You Are for Teens by our very own Cynthia Bryan. And Paul, uh, Pat McGrath is a, an Irish priest who was the director of Family Life. So at the age of 24, I retired from contact composition, competition sports. I had learned more about life on the sports field than I had in the classroom. I had known the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat, a valuable lesson to learn for the roller coaster ride of life. In 1968, after the assassination of Robert Kennedy and Martin Luther King, I introduced soccer into the city of Fairfield. Through sports, I wanted to give hope to the young people and to transcend culture, ethnicity, religion, and nationality. I taught the coaches in the elementary schools using a draft board similar to chess, illustrating for them the position on the field movements and the game use of the head and no hands. It was a worthwhile project. I became a coach. There is no letter I in the word coach, and coaching is about developing and propelling the talents of the team. The approach taken was to select a panel of 22 players with 11 players constituting the squad, and there was an alternative player for every position on the ground rules, and the ground rules were set that no one was automatically in the lineup. Instead, a player had to earn the position. Once the team was announced, the players elected a captain. And the rules were, one, punctuality at training, two, discipline on the pitch, three, practice, and four, understand that you were only as good as your last training. And we followed the advice of Lou Holtz of Notre Dame, who recommended that a healthy attitude toward the game was imperative. We utilized a system developed by John Wooden of UCLA, who outlined building blocks for a successful team in his book, Pyramid of Success. In creating our soccer team, we all realized that together, everyone accomplishes more. Through soccer, I was able to impart a value system for soccer, but also a value system for life. I designed a mantra, care, share, and be fair. How does this work for the sport of soccer? The players know that when you care about them and you are interested in them, because soccer is not an individual's game, players must share the ball with others. 
There is no room for selfishness, and being fair throughout a game is always recognized. Being fair on the field helps us to be fair in life. And if you are a soccer enthusiast, you've watched the World Cup either in person or on TV. You've cheered for the international soccer stars like Pele of Brazil, David Beckham of England, Maradona of Argentina, and Roykin of Ireland. Have these stars demonstrated the values we postulate of care, share, and be fair? Sports help us learn valuable life lessons no matter what sport you choose. Participating in a sport increases self-confidence and self-worth. Builds positive body images while decreasing racism and school dropout rates. A study for the Women's Sport Foundation showed that high school athletes were 92% less likely to use drugs, 80% less likely, likely to get pregnant, and three times more likely to graduate than non-athletes. And friendship, friendships also develop through good sportsmanship, and many of the world's greatest leaders credit sports for their business success. Although soccer was a sport I chose to coach, many sports will help you grow as a person. Swimming, basketball, baseball, bowling, gymnastics, cycling, hurling, badminton, ping pong, skiing, surfing, or horseshoes, any athletic activity will do. By taking the lessons from the field to the arena of business and personal, you can win in the game of life. So there's actually an exercise we have that's called fair play. So what difference does participating in sports make in your life in dealing with others? What uh, teacher or coach brings the best out of you and what qualities do they have that you admire you know write that down um, write what you have learned from any sport implement the lessons in your everyday encounters it's not whether you win or lose it's how you play that counts care share and be fair as said by pa uh, father Patrick McGrath and um, there have been a couple sports that I have played throughout my high school career. Um, I'm graduated now. I'm now in college, but I um, have not had the opportunity to really play a sport in college. I played volleyball and softball in um, my school career before I graduated high school. And I played volleyball for a little while. I was pretty good. I wasn't the best. I had a friend that was very, very athletic. And she always encouraged me to jump in these sports with her, come with her to tryouts, come with her to practices. And it really got me out of my comfort zone because I feel like I'm more of an artistic person, you know, more creative than I am athletic. So, yeah. so I, I really don't consider myself very athletic. You know, I'll go out there. I'll go outside. I'll play some catch. I'll play some basketball. My brothers and I usually go. We go to the park at like 10 o'clock at night to go shoot some hoops. because Oh, nice, nice. There. Yeah, and it's not hot. So we're like, okay, yeah, let's just go yeah, to the, yeah, let's go to the park. You know? Yeah, it's like two blocks away from the house. We'll go. We'll take our basketball. We'll take our volleyball. And, you know, we'll just bump it around or, or we'll shoot some hoops. You know, I'll, I'm down for any kind of sport that you want me to play. I just, I know, and I've accepted the fact that I am not a very competitive person to the point where I know I'll win a game for my team, <laughs> but, you know, I'll play, and I'm pretty good if I really practice, and um, in high school, I played softball, and I was a second baseman and a left and right fielder, and those positions I was pretty good at. You know, I had fun. I had lots of fun with my team, and I came to accept the fact that I was not a good hitter. <laughs> I, <laughs> every time they got me up to the to bat, I was like, oh, great. You know, these people after me who are up next to bat, um, they better be good, and they better hit some home runs because, Ooh, yeah. it's just, you know, I might get like a, like a um, you know, I won't get a home run. You know, I definitely won't get that, but, you know, I'll get to a base. I'll get to first or second. Um, but you guys. Lot, yeah. <laughs> Follow through. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I had lots and lots of fun, and it really taught me the uh, 
really the value of confidence in yourself. You know, if you know you're not good at something, that's okay. You know, you don't have to be good at everything. But if you're having fun and you know that you're good at something that you're playing at, you know, that's great. You know, keep going for it. And then um, after I had moved from Arizona, I moved my junior year, so I really couldn't get into softball at the new school that I was attending for my for my senior year. You know, obviously, if I was a senior, I had to be on varsity, so I really I knew that I wouldn't be able to make the varsity team. And even if I did, I wouldn't be playing very very much. So I didn't try out for that. After um, I moved to Colorado, I got into snowboarding. And, yeah, oh, my gosh, snowboarding, you know, it's an individual sport. You know, you're there for yourself. You know, you don't have a team that you really have to depend on, Mm -hmm. Um, which is okay. You know, if you're about that, that's pretty cool. And it's really fun. You know, it's a very kind of zen thing. You know, you're going down the mountain. You're kind of, like, to yourself. You know, obviously, you're watching out for people around you, trying to make sure you don't run into somebody who's (laughs) in front of your path. I actually had that happen. Um, I Yeah. I was going down the mountain, and I had this kid that was learning how to ski. It was so adorable, though. He was on those little tiny skis, and he, like, zoomed right in front of me, and I had to stop. And I actually had my board go out from under me, you know, and and I landed in the snow trying not to hit this kid. But, you know. Oh, my God. It was was very, very interesting. I was like, well, at least that kid knows what to do. (laughs) Slide down. Don't go in front of somebody anymore, but, um, yeah, (laughs) lesson learned, but, you know, it was, um, yeah, it was, it's such a fun sport, though, you know, you really kind of get in tune with your body, you know, after you, the very first time that I went snowboarding, my thighs were just on fire, and my stomach muscles were just aching, and it's crazy to learn what muscles, you know, you never really use in your daily life, so when you go snowboarding or do something like that, it's pretty crazy to hear, I mean, um, to figure out, you know, what your body can do, and it's very, it's, you know, it's a very physical sport, so if you go and you don't really work out or you really don't do a whole lot of physical activity in general and you just go snowboarding, you're going to kill your muscles, you know? <laughs> I learned that the hard way. Yeah, I learned that the hard oh, way, and man. I'm, I'm I, super excited for this uh, next season. And, um, yeah, because it's almost... Yeah, it's, oh, it's almost, incredible, Almost though. winter, and it's, yeah, like, the only there. sport. Yeah, <laughs> it's the only sport that I've ever really, like, known that I'm good at and I really, truly enjoy, so... It's oh, man. I yeah. admire you for that. <laughs> I <laughs> tried to okay. did you play. I I actually speaking of like snow snow sports, I tried to ski. And uh-huh. you know, for me I'm I'm actually more comfortable on like, you know, in, in hot weather or like not uh-huh. as icy. Oh man, I the first time I skied, what happened to me was I was I was it was the very first time I skied. I just finished like one group lesson and <laughs> I go up to the green the green uh square, I think, which is like the easiest slope, right? Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. I'm trying to get in my comfort zone. And yeah. then I accidentally take the line to like a blue circle, I think it is. Oh, like, intermediate. intermediate. Oh man, yes. it was so rough for me. I couldn't go down. And I'm, oh I'm standing there. Yeah, I'm standing there waiting for, you know, somebody to help me down. Or, like, they've, they've called, like, the emergency people, and they're coming to get me down because I can't get down on my own. And then this little, they have, like, a little lift to the Black uh-huh. Diamond area. Uh-huh. And I, I just, I remember standing there, and this family with two little five-year-old kids, and they walk up to the Black Diamond, like, lift area, and the mother goes up to me, she's like, oh, don't worry about it, honey, you know, Susan and 
Anna here. They go. They do this all the time. They're going up to the Black Diamond, and they're oh really excited. <laughs> um, I was 13, and these five-year-old kids just went Showing right you up. up there. Oh, man, oh, it was rough gosh. for me. <laughs> that's, that's I took one terrible. look at them, and I was like, oh, my gosh. I, no, 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 no. I'm going back down with that emergency person. I'm not doing this. Oh, <laughs> uh, And you also mentioned really quick about, like, uh, somebody being there to encourage you. And I find yeah. that that's really important because I've actually experienced not having someone there because mm-hmm. I did swimming. I did swimming for, like, maybe yeah. five, six consecutive years. And our coaching staff gradually got worse and worse until okay. the only coach there, the only coach there was always on his phone, you know, never ready to just go in and help us out. And it, you know, it had such a deteriorating effect on me that I completely switched sports and oh, wow. decided not to, yeah, I decided not to do swimming in high school and I took up track and field instead. And that's worked out pretty well because our coach is cool and I feel that I'm pretty good at the sport. But sometimes, you know, I just look back on my swimming years and <laughs> shed a singular yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty tough, you know, when you have somebody that you you depend on for enthusiasm and encouragement, you know, especially if it's a coach, you know, yeah. you depend on that person to help you get through that sport because that's what they're there for. So when you have somebody that doesn't really find it important to be there for their team, it's mm-hmm. it's a huge disappointment to you. You know, that happened to me with my softball. Um, team we had a new coach and they weren't very supportive and they didn't really care whether we lost or won you know it was kind of a well I'm here I might as well you know do my job I guess Mm. yeah it was it's it's a pretty big disappointment but it's great when you have somebody who's there you know especially if it's a friend or a teammate who can support you throughout that sport Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's great when you have that well Brigitte it's been awesome to discuss this inspirational passage with you and I love talking about sports as unathletic as I am but <laughs> but, it's yeah, fun and, <laughs> but it's fun talking about it and it's great talking with you you know with discussions that we have so during the break be sure to check out our charity site at btsya.org which stands for the be the star you are 501c3 literacy and positive media charity i'm asia gonzalez and i'm brigitte Gia. check out uh expressyourselfteenradio.com for more information about our show when we come back we will continue our inspiring conversation Stay with us for more empowerment and entertainment on the theme of sports. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. 
You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself. Today, the theme for our show is sports. And right now, we have with us veteran reporter Katie Lyons. Uh, Hi, Katie. Hi. Great to have you here. Uh, Go ahead and take it away. So this is Katie Lyons, and today I'm going to be talking about the gift of sports. And sports are a super important part of my life because it my life practi- practically revolves around them, and they've taught me a lot of important life lessons and skills. So one thing I've learned from sports is leadership. Water polo has taught me how to pump up my team and get everyone on the same page, and having people look up to me and come to me for advice is something that has shaped me as an athlete and as a person. And these situations have taught me to remain calm even when I doubt myself and I'm scared during a game. And then for swimming, especially on relays, I've gained leadership skills, like getting my relay ready to go and pumped up. Um, Sports have also taught me to respect and look up to my leaders. Um, Water polo and swim coaches have experience and lifetimes of playing the sport, so they know how to lead our teams and get us pumped up. They give super good advice and tips that help you improve, and I've learned to respect that and take their comments seriously because part of being an athlete is taking criticism. Um, Another thing sports has taught me is good sportsmanship. I've learned how to win and lose respectfully and with humility, which is a super important um, part of how you represent yourself in and out of sports. Um, No one likes a bad sport, whether it's being cocky and rude after a win or being outwardly angry and disrespectful after a loss because it translates over to everyday life in situations with friends and family. Um, Humility is definitely one of the most important things you can take away from sports. Definitely. And I know, oh, um, speaking of swimming, right, I I used to do swimming. Funnily (laughs) enough, I I swim over, I don't know if you know, Mere Money. Mere Money Swim Club? Yeah. (laughs) Um, And so I I know for, like, after races, you always, you know, reach over uh, the lane line and just shake their hand, you know. Yeah. Like, good race, like, good, like, great job. Thank you for swimming with me. (laughs) Yeah, and I find that, yeah, that's, like, a great way to teach people, like, humility and respect, which you mentioned. Yeah, for sure. I thought that was pretty cool, yeah. Yeah. That was one of my favorite parts of racing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's actually, it's interesting to see what kind of people you meet while you're playing sports, whether it's a teammate or somebody that you meet from another team that you're playing, you know, at home or or away, you know, the kind of people that, um, you know, they're either good sports or they're bad sports, you know, they're totally about the fact that they won or, you know, they're very upset about the fact that they lost. Um, It's just, it's weird to see that you see the real character of people while you're playing sports. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, friendship is another thing I've gotten out of sports because, like, both my swim team and my water polo team are super close, and it really helps the chemistry and, like, the dynamics of our teams during relays or swimming and water polo games. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Especially, uh, I got a feel for relays. I remember relays were, like, a big part of it. And Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I remember I would always, because I'm a butterflyer, or I was anyway, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I would always, you know, my personal races, I wouldn't do so well. And then I would go in the water for relays and everybody would be really pumped, would be screaming at each other. And maybe for like 
for, you know, my own races, I'd swim an honor time. But then for, like, the relay time, you know, they'd get my split and be like, you swam a gold. Like, you <laughs> swam a really good time. What are yeah. you doing? Why don't you have this in your personal races? And it just, it's not the same feel, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I always swim faster doing relays. Yeah. Yeah, because can't yeah. let my team down. <laughs> I know, right? And, oh, yeah. man, I, I remember yeah, you, you just, like, scream. And I feel like swim meets, uh, especially... Like, you really get to know your teammates because you're, you know, yeah. you're eating cup noodles with them or <laughs> hot chocolate. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, and like, there's that waiting time between, or, like, between heats of yeah. swimmers and then you just, you wait by the lane. And I used to, I used to take, there's, like, crosses between, like, like on the swimsuits, right? The backs mm-hmm. are, like, crossed. And I used to take the straps of my teammates' oh, swimsuits yeah. and just good luck and pulled them really hard as like a good luck snap back yeah Yeah. we still do that oh man oh back in the day (laughs) you know it's just a connection yeah and you talk about like bonds and I feel like that's just the greatest thing about playing a sport is to really get to know your teammates and who you're playing the sport for and what you're really doing it for and I love that about sports in general and especially swimming and water polo yeah, I always hear my coaches talk about how they've made lifelong friends for this sport, yeah. and they still talk to people they played with, like, 30 years ago. And Oh, wow. That's yeah, because, yeah, like, the That's chemistry, that you, yeah, mm-hmm. for sports. It's interesting, the friendships that you guys make, but sometimes, you know, you have those people who are kind of in it for themselves. You know, I've experienced something like that where they weren't entirely Ooh, yeah. about... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they weren't entirely about the team. Um, we've had a couple people like that. You know, eventually it became better. You know, we all became friends. And it's yeah. awesome, you know, when you're a part of a team, it becomes like a family. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, it's so awesome, you know, with the, the um, softball team that I was a part of in high school, we were a huge family. You know, there's a girl that I still talk to um, that I knew her uh, my sophomore year of high school. And I still talk to her. And I know, yeah. And I remember um, the friendship that we had on the team. You know, we both knew that we weren't very good. <laughs> so I think that's probably why we stuck together. <laughs> but um, it was it was a good time, and it's awesome the kind of friendships that you that you make. It's yeah, really yeah. It's yeah. it's funny. Uh, you mentioned like softball and then we also have again with like swimming and I feel like both of those sports are kind of you know they are they do have an individual aspect you know you want to be able to you know you want to be able to hit home runs and you want to be able to swim like a personal best or like a PR but really it comes down to like the team and kind of Mm -hmm. and you know it's I feel like it's hard definitely to focus on both the team aspect and the individual aspect which like um, I found that I started to, my team aspect started to deteriorate. The faster I got, like, the more focused I was on my own time. And I feel like yeah. that's not exactly, you know, that's the, that's the negative side of being good at something is that you're focusing more on yourself. But, like, you know, I feel like especially team socials, that kind of thing, outside mm-hmm. the sport, you're getting to know your teammates better. And I feel like that really improves the team atmosphere and like really helps you get to know the other members of the team of which sport you're participating in. And I think that's yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. So what other um, things have you learned from playing sports, Katie? Like, you know, friendship, um, leadership. Um, another big thing is time management because you have to balance like sports practices and games with like oh schoolwork yes. and extracurriculars. Yeah, Oof. it can be really <laughs> difficult, but in the long run, it helps. So like later in high school and eventually college, um, it's super important for like 
for school and jobs to have good time management and sports can like change your mindset with regards to getting your work done because like work work ethic is another thing yeah yeah you have to like work hard and you learn to be like really um like just you do all your work fast and get it done after practice because you need to sleep yeah yeah Yeah. oh i've i've heard though that um in water polo like people are really really you know competitive so they start like clawing at people's like suits and stuff like (laughs) how how do you deal with that (laughs) Um, i mean i was always into swimming and i was too scared to get into water polo yeah how do you you know how do you go yeah it's it's really it's a really aggressive sport and like we went um on a training trip in italy and all the girls there were like super aggressive and they like i don't know they like they like um they gave a girl a black eye on my team and yeah and uh, they broke someone's finger but like Mm -hmm. um I don't start fights but uh you you Mm kind of just have to like remain calm and like you don't get like distracted by the fight but you can like kind of engage but (laughs) you just have to keep it like on the (laughs) down low so the rest of the down low yeah (laughs) oh man yeah, like I have, I have friends who, you know, went from swimming to water polo, and I was like, oh my gosh, you know, <laughs> oh my gosh. yeah, yeah, um, and like, like for swimming, you know, I always, I always had a really hard time dealing with, you know, not getting a best time or letting, letting my team down. How do you, how do you deal with that? Like, I know since you've been continuing in the swimming world, like as you get older, you know, you hit your peak, right? How do you deal with like hitting your peak, being disappointed in yourself? Well, uh, you really just have to, like, work harder because whenever I, like, mm-hmm. whenever I don't, like, get a best time, it's just, like, I'm not working hard enough. I need to, like, work harder at practice and, like, mm-hmm. like I don't let it, like, stop me. Like, I know some people can get, like, really disappointed and they're, like, well, I guess this, like, sport isn't my thing. I shouldn't try, but, like, yeah. you really just have to work harder. Yeah, that's that a great outlook. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like we do, you know, sometimes we'll hit our all-time low or, or you know, our peak, like uh, Brigitte said. You know, that's, I feel like every athlete has that kind of thing. You know, we're at a point where our physique or our physical fitness or, you know, our times are just not as good. And that just gives us more opportunity for growth, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, like being in, in softball, you know, this is the only, you know, the only one that I can relate to. You know, I wasn't a very good hitter, you know, like Bridget and I talked about in the earlier segment. <laughs> I wasn't a very good hitter, you know, and that gave me an excuse to go out to the batting cages and practice and practice my pitching and practice how far I could throw, you know, because for an outfielder, you had to have a really, really good arm to be able to pretty much, you had to throw, be able to throw to the catcher, and that's a pretty far distance, mm-hmm. and uh, it was very crazy, you know, and it was kind of rewarding, you know, when you knew you weren't doing so well at something, and you went and practiced, and, you know, now you're better at it, so I think that gives a really good opportunity to be able to um, better yourself. Yeah. Oh, I remember his softball, though. I think <laughs> I, I had a really time catching, a really hard time catching, like, bouncing grounders. You know, oh, like grounders, grounders they yeah. They bouncing. And that frustrated me so much. But, like, my coach, you know, was really encouraging, helped me practice, like, after after the main group practice. And I think, uh, yeah, you talked about, like, uh, Katie, you talked about respecting and looking up to, you know, leaders, maybe, mm-hmm. like, coaches, those kind of figures. And I feel like if the coach is there for you, I feel like, you should respect them and mm-hmm. then you can build like an incredible bond with your coaches as well and I know yeah for swimming too and like all my coaches friendly with them and they like help me before races you know you want to work on your underwaters or like yeah. you want to keep faster and I I love that part about like 
just sports in general because you usually can't, you know, get close to someone who maybe has you how you have like an age gap, but the sport brings you together. And I think that's also incredible. Like that's a great part of playing a sport and being involved in a sport. Yeah, Yeah. it definitely is. Especially if you can get that relationship with your coach that is very supportive and you know, Mm -hmm. you can count on that person. Yeah. It kills me when people are like rude to our coaches because they're just like trying to help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what they're there for. You're, they're there to be, you know, they're there to give criticism and you should be able to take it, you know, because you're the athlete. You have to be able to improve. Mm-hmm. And it's great when that person is very encouraging and you know you can lean on them, especially when you're at a low in, in your um, performance or you're at a peak and, you know, they're super happy for you. Mm-hmm. So it's really great to have that kind of thing. But sadly, we have no more time. Uh, we, I'm super excited to talk about this again with you guys later. Thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be The Star You Are, and our Voice America Kids crew, especially our engineer, Matt. Thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world. And thank you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. I'm Asia Gonzalez. And I'm Brigitte Gia. You have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. For information on our creative community, go to www.btsya.org. Until next week, remember, be kind, be active, and be here. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself. Produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine between the lines if you would let yourself